You're listening to the LP Solutions Podcast, co-hosted by ORC insider Christopher McGordy and security consultant Don Carr, taking deep dives into all things organized retail crime, security, and law enforcement. Join us every Friday for a new episode as we explore informative topics and have insightful guest interviews. Thank you for joining us on episode five of the LP Solutions Podcast. I'm your co-host, Don Carr. And I'm your co-host, Chris McGurdy from Naoko Worldwide. Welcome to the program. So today we're going to talk about this uh, new nationwide legislation that's really aimed at reducing organized retail crime. Um, Chris is actually going to dive into some of the details, and um, I think it's pretty awesome, and it's definitely a step in the right direction. Why don't you go ahead and take it from here, Chris? Yeah, Don, uh, we have, uh, you know, I know a lot of retailers are pushing and people are pushing out there for, it's called the Inform Act. And basically, um, the Inform Act is is trying to help uh, retailers, uh, especially on the online space where, you know, we have people that are, are stealing. You know, we've seen these smash and grabs. We've seen people pilfering stores. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's easy for them to sell their goods online. Um, and the Inform Act, um, you know, w- which was, uh, you know, put into Congress and, you know, people are, are really pushing. I know the Chamber of Commerce is really pushing for um, the U.S. Congress to act on this. And as well as retailers, the NRF is pushing and RELA um, because it gives um, the organized retail crime people that are out there the opportunities to sell their goods and sell their products you know, on the free market online uh, into, you know, various spates, whether it's, uh, you know, eBay or uh, uh, Facebook marketplace. Um, there's a lot of various, uh, you know, uh, you know, some of them even have their own storefronts, which they're kind of hiding as a, you know, a, a, you know, a legitimate business, but it's actually, an, you know, an organized crime um, functionality business or model that, uh where they're, you know, they're stealing product and then selling it. Um, I believe the uh, the New York uh, case was similar. They had a storefront that, you know, where New York just recently, it was a massive bust that they had in New York where 44 people were indicted. And, uh, you know, the gentleman that was running that organization was using uh, various people within the community to steal the product. And then he had a storefront on uh, eBay, I believe it was. Uh, and he was... Uh, selling those goods. So, you know, this is, this legislation is really aimed at, you know, reducing, um, reducing this type of activity as well as, you know, pretty much uh, giving retailers and law enforcement the ability to identify who these sellers are uh, and how, you know, and, uh, you know, I know there's uh you know, there's, there's people out there, they, you know, they don't want to be able, you know, have to identify who they are. And of, of course, uh, that, you know, that's, that's a big thing. We need to know who is selling these large portions of, of goods and, you know, where they pretty much got their products. So, um, you, you know, there's some controversy regarding, you know, um, you know, privacy rights and, and things like that. But, um, you know, for the retailers, this is this is a home run for them to work with law enforcement and to identify the potential people that are, are, are committing these crimes. Yeah. Let me um, l- let me ask you this, Chris. Um, it's, it's been my understanding that like eBay traditionally has been very 
cooperative when it comes to law enforcement and uh, subpoenas for information or just uh, kind of a courtesy information share. Uh, mm-hmm. eBay's uh, very cooperative. Uh, it's also been my understanding that Amazon is not very cooperative uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to this. Amazon basically says, uh, you know, do you have a warrant? <laughs> you know, unless there's a subpoena uh, for the information, Amazon typically doesn't want to cooperate. Is this legislation um, going to make it so that Amazon's or other in the, uh, other organizations that aren't as willing to cooperate as, say, an eBay, is this going to make it to where they kind of have to cooperate? Well, it's going to it's going to put, uh, you know, Amazon in a position where they're going to have to identify their third party sellers, um, their third party okay. sellers, the people that are selling goods through Amazon that aren't affiliated with Amazon. So Amazon's going to have to identify who these people are and do their due diligence as to who these people are and where they're getting their product. So, you know, it, it's it's. You know, and plus, you know, with Amazon, you know, a lot of these goods are coming around the world. And the other problem where we have, and it's a big part of ORC, is counterfeit goods. Counterfeit goods um, is a half a trillion uh, problem within the, the globe or around the world. It's, it's about, it's estimated are between five, 500 to $600 billion a year in counterfeit goods uh, wow. that are uh, around the globe. So that, that is a huge market. Um, and we, you know, I know Homeland security does, they do a wonderful job. They, they monitor, they track the goods, they try, you know, they work with a lot of different retailers and, and you're right. eBay does, uh, you know, work with law enforcement. They do, uh, have a system in place where, you know, if they identify, that's the thing, you know, it's identifying these people. Not all the time. They, they, do, they don't identify them right away. It's not something where it's instant over time. They start to realize or something, uh, you know, a red flag goes off and then they do identify and they work with law enforcement and, and make these apprehensions that they've made in the past. So, um, you know, so, it, you know, maybe Amazon could take a model from eBay and learn how they, um, you know, or some of these other uh, organized retail crime um, you, you know, units work, uh, whether it's Home Depot or TJX, where I came from, or some of these other, uh, you know, Rite Aid, these other, uh, even Walgreens. I know Ben Dugan at uh, Walgreens. They have a great relationship with law enforcement and they monitor all this stuff and they build these, you know, public-private partnerships together uh, and they communicate on, you know, these various people that are committing these crimes. So if if that's you know, if that's the model, then let's put that model together for the industry so they have that model of what's the best approach and, and how to go about, um, you know, keeping these people from, you know, committing these crimes and hiding behind the Internet and, and conducting their criminal activity. Sure. So let me ask you this. So prior to this legislation, if I wanted to sell my counterfeit goods on Amazon, I could simply open up shop, not have to provide my driver's license or ID and be Joe Blow. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, you could be anybody anywhere in the world. So this new legislation essentially is requiring um, uh, the online marketplaces to verify the identity prior to allowing them to sell on the marketplace 
Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I, I mean, you can't, you, you can't drive a car without a license. <laughs> so, you know, uh, that's basically the the point. We need, we need to not that let them drive the sale of stolen product or counterfeit product without a license is basically what we're saying. So, you know, this legislation will make an impact and it will definitely help the industry control some of this. It won't it won't get rid of all of it. There'll still be some people that are sophisticated and find ways around it or using synthetic identities or other people's identities. There's going to still be fraud, but it's going to reduce the major impact that we've been seeing um, and the violence and the scourge with that we've seen, the brazenness that we've seen at stores, uh, brick and mortar stores today. Uh, you know, right. these gangs that we're seeing go in with uh, crowbars smashing, you know, to get jewelry and to get handbags. These guys are selling that product on either their own storefront or one of these other storefronts that we mentioned. Yeah, I mean, it seems like, you know, just in general, anytime we can increase the barrier to entry, we're going to have less folks trying to enter, right? So just by default, there'll be less of this nefarious activity happening on these marketplaces because it's harder to do. (laughs) Right, right. And and plus, it's going to put a name and an identification factor to the people that are selling those products. So if they do identify that this person who has this particular storefront or this, but you know, is selling this product is selling stolen product and they identify that it makes, it makes it a little bit easier for, you know, prosecution and things like that, as far as, uh, uh, you know, going after the individuals. So it's kind of a, a risk for a person who knows that they're selling, uh, stolen product to really take that leap into to wanting to do it if they know that they're going to be identified or potentially identified. Yeah, good stuff. Definitely a step in the right direction. I mean, this is uh, seems long overdue in some regards. But yeah, and we've seen some other. You know, I I, I commend Chicago. Chicago came out. Uh, they passed legislation. Um, you know, targeting smash and grabs. Um, and North Carolina on June sixth uh, passed legislation where they're um, um, they're targeting organized retail theft rings as well in North Carolina. Um, it was a unanimous vote in, in the Senate in North Carolina, so that hopefully will become law in North Carolina. And other states are following. You know, um, it you, you know even though we had that crazy you know week of spree of smash and grabs, I, I have to say that that scourge has kind of only excelled um, things from happening um, within our industry and within law enforcement and the safety of customers and the safety of employees, which are are ultimately, um, you know, the goal and, 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 you know, of the industry. Uh, And we must continue to, to keep that focus is keeping our customers safe, keeping our employees safe, um, and addressing the issues that are out there. And Don, you know, we've talked about them too. There's a lot of mental illness. There's a lot of drug addiction uh, that's still left over from the opioid crisis, um, sure. uh, which falls into, you know, how they're obtaining, uh, you know, merchandise through gift cards and things like that. We've talked about that as well. So, yeah. you know, any legislation that's out there um, that's helping to, you know, shine a light on this and to bring it about. I'm all for, and I know you are as well, I believe. 
Well, that, that's it, Chris, right? I mean, uh, you know, there's a, there's a root cause to a lot of this ORC that, that keeps it fueled um, that there's not a whole lot of discussion around. You know, um, it still seems like we're uh, being reactionary. Yeah, I mean, there's, comes there's to poverty. Solutions. I mean, there's poverty. There's injustice in this world. There's people, you know, there's, uh, you know, very uh, different levels of status within, you know, uh, you know, a young kid in, in the metro area wants the pair of sneakers that, you know, unfortunately, he has a hard time obtaining. And what do they do? They they find other ways to do it, unfortunately. But. Breaking the law is not the answer, and we've talked about that as well. So, um, you know, there there are other ways. You know, there are other ways that we can work with the communities and, and get industry involved in working with the communities other, other than, uh, you know, just ignoring these social issues as well that are kind of spurring up these, uh, these, other, these other issues. Well, yeah, it's 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 rooted in the social issues, right? I mean, coming from the security side of things, um, I'd say eighty percent, and that's being conservative, but I'd say eighty percent was rooted in drug addiction, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Um, of you know the actual boosters going into the stores, committing the actual crime. Now, you know. We have a whole nother side of that, right? A whole nother crime, which is the fencing of those and then the selling right. of those on the marketplaces and overseas and Amazon and eBay. Like that's a whole nother side, right? Yeah. It, well, well, the other thing, too, is, it, you know, these criminal gangs or these gangs that we're seeing are going, it, they're also linked to other criminal activity. Um, and that's a big thing that, I, you know, I just actually did a presentation in Connecticut this past week. And I talked about how organized retail crime is, it, we, we know it's been linked to terrorism. It's been linked to gun trafficking, drug trafficking. It's been linked to sex trafficking, human trafficking. I mean, it, it goes on and on and other financial crimes. So, you know, this vicious circle that we see that continues to go around and around and around until we address those linkages um, and, Another thing came out this week, which is fantastic as well, that Homeland Security is stepping up to the plate and working with the financial sector to go after these larger organized groups, which is going to be a a huge uh, thing that now we have federal law enforcement involved in this. So this is a big step in the right direction. And, um, and, you know, I can't be happier for someone that started, you know, my uh, my company to address this issue and raise the awareness and raise uh, the red flags about this. And now things are starting to, uh, to go in the right direction. Yeah, it's certainly exciting to see. And uh, I'm definitely glad we uh, took the time on this episode today to discuss it, right? This new legislation, um, it will have a significant impact, might not be immediate, and it certainly won't be 100%. But it's certainly a step in the right direction, and it's encouraging nonetheless to see. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us uh, on this episode of the LP Solutions podcast. I am your co-host, Don Carr. And I'm your co-host, Chris McGurdy from Naoka Worldwide. Thanks for joining us on the program. Thank you for listening to the LP Solutions podcast. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please submit a request on realtimemedia.group. That's R-E-E-L, timemedia.group. You can download the LP Solutions podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Google Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. This is a Real-Time Media Group production.